Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Yeah, it looks like uh, one of the independence reps in New Hampshire, or at least independence, you know, friendly, tolerant reps in New Hampshire is requesting assistance from uh, us Liberty folks uh, as he runs in Alton, New Hampshire, and is uh, facing a primary challenge. His name is Paul Terry. Okay. And he... He, uh, I guess there uh, there was an organization that put out a hit hit uh, piece on him, uh, or a hit flyer or whatever. Well, I think and all of the he, independence reps are going to need as much assistance as they can get. They are all being yeah. attacked. Uh, mainstream media, as you say, hit piece flyers by these leftist uh, groups, these status groups that are doing everything they can Didn't to. The Boston Globe run one. They're outing as many of the free staters as they can. Not all free staters are in favor of, of independence, but uh, some of them are. Which is weird because they should be. And they're think. certainly focusing on the independence reps. That that really, the whole bill that would allow, would have, if it passed, it didn't, uh, would have allowed the people of New Hampshire to vote on the question of declaring peaceful independence, really set off the status quo, and they are pissed so this this guy isn't the only one who's under attack it's it's all show me on the doll where the independence people hurt you definitely reminds me of first they ignore you then Mm -hmm. they mock you then they fight you which is where we are now then Then you you win win. yeah i I think that this is gonna i i hope that this is going to backfire because we've seen this happen before ridley you probably are aware that these hit hit piece flyers have been going out against free stater candidates for more than a decade Mm. uh here in new hampshire it's just that this year it seems to be the largest push ever the most money is being spent the most media is is on the attack from every direction within statism they are going after the free staters like never before that's so I have never seen this kind of engagement in local politics in my life, especially not for in, libertarians. Uh, well, I mean, in, in any situation, especially in like a low population state like mm-hmm. New Hampshire, it's so oh, yeah. great, really, to to see all of this. You know, we'll call it mainstream media. Uh, uh, you know, even though it's negative attention, there's no such thing as bad publicity in my Agreed. book. But it's great to see that this sort of not very well organized or funded sort of bootstrap you know, freedom movement uh, is causing other people to spend a bunch of money on, like, yes. hit pieces and, like, you know, anti-advertisements and all this kind of thing. So uh, it means we're having some kind of effect. Something else that happened, I noticed on Twitter there was a lady, uh, uh, she was uh, complaining about Melissa Blasick, and she Melissa Blasick didn't vote for this, right? She didn't vote for us. No, she spoke out against it. And, and um, people are the leftists are saying, well, she she was really in favor, but she's just scared. <laughs> so, mm. you know, she got nothing out of, in a sense, it looks like she got nothing out of voting against it. Now people are just saying, oh, she's just, she was just afraid. So, to, yeah, you're making a good point. She got tarred with it anyway, even though she made explicit statements mm. against independence, saying she's had multiple excuses, by the way, over the last several months, because she's been confronted on it by more than one person within the New Hampshire independence movement. And I believe the first excuse, she was actually talking with our very own uh, Bonnie at the state house on the day of the vote. And Bonnie was sitting with her at a at a table because again, this lady's mostly good on most uh, most issues. And so when Bonnie confronted her, her response was basically that she believes that whatever she votes, if she were to vote in favor of the bill that would have simply allowed people to vote, that that would have been her endorsing independence. And so therefore, she can't do that because she's not in favor of it. 
And then ironically, later this summer, she said that her campaign is her campaign is going to be F the feds. Like, well, how can you claim your campaign is F the feds and not support independence or the very Hmm. least support letting people vote? This is the problem with with politics and even freedom oriented people, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of infiltrating the system to try and change it from the inside. They get watered down, number one. Yeah, it gets watered down. But then they also they get compromised. They're they're they're. Um, morally inconsistent they're ethically inconsistent they're even just messagely inconsistent from you know campaign to campaign and this is what politics does to people Mm -hmm. it corrupts them the whole system is corrupt you can't have a non-corrupt political system it just doesn't exist but i'm happy for the progress that they're making and i hope i hope that the people will put the effort behind new hampshire independence it's truly unfortunate that Politics never allows for any kind of nuance, and yet they're perfectly willing to overlook every single political lie. I love the uh, precious metal uh, plug you guys got going on there. It beats Bitcoin. Believe me on that one, brother. That's a very (laughs) smart move, man. Buy gold and buy silver. It's your safest bet. Anyway, I, I got a little far away from what I wanted to talk about. You guys were talking about the discrimination of independent voters. And I wanted to let all the listeners out there know that I don't know what the laws in their state are, but here in Delaware, if uh, you're a registered independent, you're not allowed to even vote in the local elections. Which means I can't decide who's. Did you guys know that? When you say you're not allowed to vote in the local elections, do you mean just in the primary? Sir, I mean I'm not allowed to vote in the local elections. Period. I can't what vote the for the heck? governor. I can't vote for the mayor. I can't vote for for anything for the senator. Look into it. Because well, you registered as an independent. In what yeah, state? I've been an Delaware. Independent for years. Huh. Yeah, check it out, man. Check it out. The first state, Delaware, bro. Look into it. So what happens if you show up at the? Po- just explain this to me. If you show up at a polling location on November eighth or whenever it is there in Delaware that the election happens, what do they say to you? Well, if you're not a registered Republican or Democrat and you're not on the list that they have in these giant notebooks as a Republican or Democrat, they say, hey, buddy, you're not allowed to vote, man. You got to wait for the presidential election. No, I think you're you're mistaken on something. I think that you probably are referring to the primary. So are you guys sure about that? I'm not. Well, I mean, I don't because live I there or anything like that. But I would be really shocked otherwise. Uh, I mean, like, I hope you guys are right, man. Well, did, either way, why like, can't well, we? Well, hold on, hold on. So, have you have you shown up to the poll and been denied? No, 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 sir. Because I recently became an independent because I'm sick and tired of the splitting up between you know fifty fifty. Man, they can go after two parties very easily. Yeah. If there was thirty parties, they wouldn't have as much control as they do. Yeah, and what gets so me is that the majority of people particularly in the United States, in my opinion, should be independent. And I mean that not just in their voting status, but just in general. They should support independent things, being an independent person, making independent decisions, all that kind of thing. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I just want to clarify something here, John. I've got an article up here from Bustle.com where it talks about primaries. And and it is as I expected here. Uh, independents, of course, cannot vote in the Delaware primary because primaries there are only go. for the political parties to determine their candidates going to the general election. There are more people registered as undeclared than there are registered as Republicans and there are registered as Democrats, hmm. not Republicans and Democrats combined, yeah. but each category mm-hmm. undeclared is larger.
Yeah, because there's an advantage to it. Now, I will say that uh, if you're ever planning on running for office, be careful doing that because that will be used against you. Uh, yeah, I, you do have to be a registered party member to run as that party. Right. So, like, uh, I was door knocking for someone and uh, one of the arguments is like, hey, I've seen that he was registered as the other party. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, he did for one of the primaries and the unregistered. And it's like, what, you don't do that? But no, these people are very, very tribal about being a Democrat sure. or being a Republican. So if you run for office, uh, that can come back to bite you. That's true. But if you don't like either the Republicans or the Democrats, then you're still screwed. What do you mean? Well, because you have to declare one or the other when you vote, right? No, not when you vote in the general election. Only when you do it uh, in the primary. Okay, but even then, you have to declare one or the other, right? Yes, if you're going to vote vote in the primary or the other, Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to vote in the primary at all. True. And and again, I mean, I don't vote anyway because I think voting is immoral. I think you gave that guy good advice because I'm a registered independent, independent here in Michigan, and we can't vote in the primaries either. So mm. you stuck vote for whoever they put in the can. Um, as far as the whole voting and not voting thing, let me finish yeah. my thought before you go off on a tirade. And okay. I know how you are. Um, I think Captain's going to be the one tirading on this one, but go ahead. <laughs> we'll see. Well, you said that you said that you don't vote, and then you went and said that there's uh, no. I did not say that. I said I don't. Well, that vote. wasn't you. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, not voting. I mean, I, I think I know you well. Who was that captain that said he don't vote? That's correct. All right. Well, dude, this is like, let's say you lived out in the country 20 miles and there's a corner store. kind of does. Where you can go and get bread and milk and eggs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, for some reason or another, you got, you and him have a pissing match and you decide I'm never going to go buy nothing from that right, right, right again. Okay. So now you got to spend 10 bucks in gas and drive 30 miles of town for your pack of smokes or loaf of bread or whatever. Okay. It's just sometimes you just got to hold your nose and jump into the damn septic tank. I, hate I don't know if that's it, a very persuasive that's... argument. Yeah, I you know, I commented off the air to to <laughs> these guys that uh I don't vote because voting uh in my summization is immoral. It is always wrong to force my preference onto somebody else even if it means forcing my perspective on freedom upon somebody else. So while it could be construed, and, and there is a very good argument that Peakless Mountaineer is very willing and ready to give, that voting can be used in self-defense, and that's a very good argument. And so if people wish to vote because of that particular perspective, far up, solid right down, I don't have a problem with other well, people voting. I have just decided for myself that I would not feel good forcing my preferences on anybody else okay sure i can see your point there and if it was forcing people to be free if you were going to put a gun to their head and say you will make decisions for yourself or i will kidnap you to the cold cold basement that'd be one thing but that's not how voting works captain so what you would be doing is removing you're implying that voting works i'm saying it works a way And there are free staters who are elected here. So what we would be doing is removing the force. So if you still want someone else to make decisions for you, go ahead. We're not going to stop you. You're not forcing freedom on anybody. I've maintained that. That's been my position since I can remember. That uh, if you feel like you need a leader or somebody to rule over you in some way, shape, or form, you should be free to go out and hire a person or an organization to do just that. The possibility for people to force each other to do things exists. 
the gun exists. Now it can be pointed at yeah. the ground, away from people, where it's not threatening people, where it's not forcing people to, uh, to you know, follow a certain preference or another. Or it can be pointing at people. But the gun exists. There's no getting rid of the gun. Yet. I mean, maybe there would be someday, but we do have to change people's minds uh, sure. in order to, to make yeah. that happen. Even but then, the you... possibility of forcing people isn't going anywhere. It's just that you start choosing to point it away from people. No, look, I'm on your side on this one. I think that when you bring liberty... By the way, thank you, uh, Major, for the call tonight. Thanks, when, Major. When you bring liberty-minded <laughs> people, presuming they stay principled and they don't get corrupted by the power, which is obviously a real problem... Uh, we've seen that happen here oh, in New yeah. Hampshire. There's a real problem there. Huh, weird. Uh, so, so I mean, there's de- it's not a perfect system. There's no doubt about it. However, I don't feel as though it's there's not even blood an ethical on, system. I don't think there's any blood on my hands when I cast a vote for one of my free stater friends who are principled, liberty-minded folks doing the best they can to withdraw as many bullets from that gun or start taking the parts out of that gun if they possibly can. That is not forcing anything on anyone else. As Pico's pointed out, if you want to go hire somebody to to crack a whip over you, and you don't want that, but if these people who want want to be forced, because your argument actually is the exact same argument the people who are like the Democrats are making right now. They're saying, well, you're forcing free staters. You're increasing the amount of violence and force because, well, we are we're basically no, you're saying, using the existing force to get your way well that That's is not a bizarre way it of, accurate it's a bizarre no. way of putting it, it it's no i'm not accurate. using the existing force to get my way yes i am using the existing force to stop using it against people so that force can be directed now you can direct it against people or not do do you agree that the throne is the problem uh, I'll agree with that. When it comes to government, the, the existence of government, that Absolutely. the fact that it exists, that there is somebody who maintains a throne, whether it's a monarchy or whether it's a constitutional republic or whatever kind of horse hockey they throw at you to to, to say that this is what Depends we're going to do. Depends on what you mean, because like, if that throne is going to be distributed to every single adult, I'm fine with it. The The concentration and the social acceptance of the concentration of power over others is the problem, yeah. yeah. So, do you agree that the highest form of authority should be the individual? Yes. Okay, then Without we're on doubt. the same page. Captain, what about this? Uh, let me just kind of take you through uh, the, the scenario here. You're, okay. you're a homeowner. You, you pay the I'm property. a what? You you're pay, a homeowner. <laughs> you're a property, what did you call me? Uh, you are a landlord. Okay? I, you, I do you, own property, yes. It's true. You pay property tax bills, I presume. Sadly. Because right? you know the gang is going to come. Sadly. If you don't pay the bills, after two years, they're going to sell your house without your consent, and they're going to send men with guns yeah. to throw I, you out. I'm not, like, to say I'm a, an owner is actually a misnomer. Like most people, I'm a home buyer. A glorified buyer. renter, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in the process of, quote, purchasing, unquote. Mm-hmm. That is to say I have a mortgage with which, you know, my right. payment, my taxes, my insurance are all wrapped into one thing. Right. So you've gone through this process as a homeowner of having to pay this bill and the political process, whether you like it or not, and none of us like it, I don't think uh, we, we're all like, I certainly disgusted. do not. I'm pretty sure none of you guys I do. find it to be despicable personally, but I know it exists and people believe in it. Unfortunately, I don't see that changing anytime soon. I would love to have a renaissance of people just realizing the state is evil and yeah. then non-cooperating with it until it disappears. But that's you know, not likely to just occur. real quick, since this is a personal peeve of mine. So the idea that you so here's this piece of property that you do not own. Mm hmm. And that is what you're going to put up for as collateral in a loan that you don't have yet. 
mm-hmm. is insane. Oh, yeah. There's, like, yes. On the face of it, oh, that makes no sense crazy. whatsoever. Like, I can't put your car up for collateral on the, my loan. The crazier part is they're making that money out of thin air anyway. The loan didn't come from a bank fault. They created that money and to And the more to you look at the mechanics of governance when when governments apply them to people the more insane it actually is yeah and if banks actually had to compete against other loan institutions if the barrier to entry wasn't absolutely insurmountable mm-hmm. then none of this would be happening so go back to paying property okay. taxes which unfortunately so, exists I'm, I'm purchasing some property yes there are some taxes involved that i must pay there are candidates I, I who are crap. who are running for office who, if they had their druthers, and we're not there yet, but eventually, if there are enough of them that get elected, in theory, they could eliminate government schools entirely. Mm-hmm. Now, it's going to take some time before that happens, but it is a possibility. And were they to do that, where is the force that you say is involved? Because the, your, your property taxes would go down by something like 60 or 70%, depending on what town that you live in. Government is force. That's all that it is. I understand. That. And if you use that force to, you know, bring to somebody else it. to to your preference, whether it's reduction or whether it's growth, you're still using that force on other people. So I can't that is, understand how that you is can like say that. saying uh, uh, a sheathed sword is just as threatening as an unsheathed sword. No, that is not the same. That is exactly the same. Okay, so it's force. Government is force. Right now, that force can either work against people, can either target people, can threaten them, can beat them up and take their stuff. Which is what it does. Right. Or it could not do that. Well, then it's no longer force. Right. And Well, it's lessened force in this case, because in most cases, you're not going to be able to just eliminate a tax right out the gate. Although I think they're eliminating the business yeah. profits you're, tax. You're talking, about, take... you're talking about a, a minute portion of what the state actually does versus the grand philosophical. You are moving the goalposts. Uh, no, I am not. I'm, I'm simply stating what is. Government is force, period. There's no argument about that, is there? But you're arguing that using force? less force is somehow equivalent to no, using you're more. you're using force to get less force. That's insane. I mean, that just makes it no sense It is insane. Whatsoever. It makes no sense That's to me whatsoever. How people when you can, let go of how people somebody, can, can say, you're not using force on them. I'm actually fine with uh, with uh, with your premise that it is using force to use less force, yes. and that's why it's defensive. So, like, and if, that's the argument that I have, I have the said all along is completely in my valid. Face, if, if if that's how you want to position it, and that's your preference, that you're saying, "Hey, I'm going to use my vote, my force of preference on other people to reduce the state." Far out, solid, and right on. Have at it. If you feel okay with that ethically and morally. Then far out solid and right on. I, however, do not, and I find it weird well, that is I'm your... arguing that I'm arguing my personal preference here when I'm surrounded by people who should be all about me allowing me to have my personal preference. You do you? No, man. no, no. You said it is immoral. Now I can't let you say that things are immoral that aren't immoral without challenging you. Is it like it is, is it a moral disservice to my is fellow it man moral to, to force that. your preference upon anybody else? Is it moral to force my preference upon anyone else? Ever. Uh, sometimes, yes. When? Uh, when it's my property. The end game that I seek and the end game that, that you seek, right, can have the same 
strategy, which is let's get a whole bunch of freedom-oriented people together mm-hmm. to move to a certain place and figure out how to do it. Now, just because I don't want to vote doesn't mean I'm not in support of this whole movement. I am, obviously. I've been here for how many years now? I've purchased property here. I've supported other people doing their things and their activism, whatever that might be, in order to help can you support bring about someone, the ideas of freedom. Can you support someone and also call their tactics immoral? Yeah, I would say you absolutely can't. So, I mean, if you... Why not? Well, no, Seems okay, contradictory. so if you came upon a literal, actual gang rape, yes. like, you know, you turn a corner and, whoa, wasn't expecting to see that, now, would you just be cool with it? No. Right, because that's blatantly immoral. Sure. Now, if it's a different act of immorality, you still shouldn't be okay with it going on. So if you see people doing something that you consider immoral, you shouldn't be okay with it. And like, I'm not. Thus, I don't participate. Well, you just, you like, just said you were okay with it. You, no, I'm saying that that's your decision to make if you're okay with then it. Then it's not immoral. If you're okay with it, that's your decision to make. I never said I'm okay with it. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Moral is moral. I'm obviously not okay with it. No otherwise, I'd be a voting it. guy. I'd be like, yep, sure, here's my vote. Would you say if I was okay with it? Would you say committing a rape is my decision to make, and you're okay with it? No, but voting, you're okay with me doing. No, so you're not okay with what other people are doing in the very same movement that you are. You would like to stop them from voting. I would like. You'd like to convince them. I would like stop voting. I would like the idiocy of this popularity contest to decide who gets to point the gun in the room at everybody else to to completely be abolished to mm. cease to mm. exist yes okay well, why why people are convinced that this voting technique is legitimate i'll never understand well let me let me run a a, a scenario past you just to see what you think about it yeah. so hypothetically uh let's say we get to a point where we have agreed to stop initiating the use of force and threats right okay okay what if in that world we still have this symbolic vote where every year we get together and we go, yep, I am still for uh, being peaceful? Why would you need that? I look forward to an independent New Hampshire where the two parties are the minarchists and the anarchists. I love that idea. Uh, but to get there peacefully is a real tricky path. Yeah. And I want to just kind of feel out what exactly you had in mind. Because it seemed like earlier you were just saying, move people together, question mark, and government, federal government leaves us alone. <laughs> Profit. And <laughs> so it seems to me that without the system that we're talking about, and we want to get rid of it too, yeah. but without any kind of indicator of this is what the people want as some sort of a collective plebiscite or whatever you want to call it, like, hey, we want to leave, goodbye. Yeah. Uh, which there have been proposals like that, then I just wonder what the question mark looks like. If the question mark looks like people stop or stop paying attention to the federal government, yeah. then we all know what happens, right? They're going to target some people. They won't target everybody because they, they don't have are. the resources for it. Yeah, they already are, right? So they're, they're trying to put me in prison for the rest of my life for uh, victimless so-called crimes Wrongly. of a financial... But, mm-hmm. but they're doing it, right? Like, And I haven't been violent. I haven't been. I have right. not committed fraud. Ross but they are Bricks, I mean, you yeah. name. They're, they've been targeting they, these types of people. Well, Ross didn't live here in, in New Hampshire. No, but, but they're targeting people who they consider to be perhaps leaders within the freedom movement here in New Hampshire. Certainly a threat to their established system. Right. So more people stop participating, which is what I think you were suggesting should happen in the question mark of people move together yes. and then 
pretend like the federal government doesn't exist. Don't let you know acknowledge. I mean, them. There, there's some things that need to happen, and but they're going to get violent, aren't they? Don't, don't you think they're going to get violent, no matter how peaceful? And I'm advocating the I'm an advocate state peace. or the people who gathered for the freedom. federal government, the people calling well, themselves. Of course, the state. that's all they are. That's all they do. Okay, that's so the right. only so thing they have. Admit, then you're okay. admitting there's no path that involves total peace, right? Like we can remain peaceful, I, but they're not going to. No, I'm not admitting that there's a path that doesn't that that, that can't be 100 percent peaceful. So as long as the I'm state saying, exists, I'm though. saying that like. The state is violence. Like, there's no question of that. So, right? hold on. I, but I, there, there is a path forward where the state violence can be minimized, if not, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, like, there won't be, like, this big altercation. Like, the state violence is happening to us all of the time at every moment of every day. Sure. So, so to say that there won't be any violence is wrong. Minarchists... They don't necessarily believe in eliminating the government. These are people who want small government. They they claim to want small government. And so because the United States of America has been this experiment in supposedly small government that that has failed and resulted in the largest empire planet Earth has ever seen, it obviously doesn't work. That being said, I will take a reduction, a reduction in the amount of violence, in the amount of state, in any way, shape, or form, as it affects other people. If we reduce that violence, I'll take it, because it's something. It's a step in the right damn direction. But you say it's immoral. And a reduction in state... I don't say a reduction is immoral. A reduction in state aggression can be accomplished through voting. And is. Maybe. Maybe. Have you looked around? Maybe. Uh, Have you seen what's happening in in the politics in New Hampshire? There's a peace sign. Dude, there's a reason I'm here. Right. Right. And, uh, okay, well, the reason the politics in New Hampshire have changed is because of those of us that voted. Perhaps. (laughs) Well, at the very least, it's because of those of us who've run for office and then other people voted for them. I mean, we've we've voted, but we're not enough to win to win an election. Have one side without the other. Yeah. But I mean, regardless of whether or not we voted, people could still have run for office and then other people voted for them and they got elected. I think a better use of time rather than voting is education of the people who are moving here or the people who are moving here further educating more people that are already here, which you've acknowledged the political process can do. I've acknowledged that see, running for an office can engage people who otherwise would not be exposed to the ideas of freedom. Yes, you see, now we're office. talking about no. preference instead of morality. And okay, cool. And, and I, I totally back your your uh, right to perceive that that is a waste of time. Sure, that's fine. Well, but what I'm trying that, to answer and here, and you can tell everyone, you can tell everyone in the world that is a waste of time. That's fine. But when you say that it's immoral, then I have to say something. I'm saying that I perceive voting as forcing my preference on other people. And I would not, I, I call you my friend, I call you my friend, I would never... Your preference of non-aggression? I would never force my preference on you. I would never dream of it. And I also believe that you would not force your preferences on me. I would Is really that true? like you to force your preference of non-aggression on other people so that they can quit pointing guns at me. It, it's still wrong to force your preference on other what people. If, it is not wrong, wrong yes. to force your preference of non-aggression on anyone. So I agree with you that um, with voting, no organization, big or small, cannot run any type of system, whether it be a commune or a government, without some level of voting or checking in. But with uh, captains, the government's corrupt, period. So it's always not going to be correct anyway. 
Well, so and kind of I agree that the government out. is corrupt, period. But I also see voting as a way to reduce its effectiveness at its corruption. Yeah, I vote. You know, I don't know. But most people do. I live, I live in Washington State, you know. So, yeah. Going out some paperwork, at least. Well, and <laughs> sometimes I vote, sometimes I don't. It honestly depends on who's running. Like, if I actually trust that person with power or can at least say this is a a, a worthwhile expression that might get noticed. So, like, uh, when uh, like- when when Gary Johnson or Joe Jorgensen were running, I didn't vote for them. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, that's I, – I don't trust them, and mm-hmm. they're, they're not an effective way of expressing myself. But if you get, like, a Ron Paul there, heck, yeah, I'm going to vote for him. Yeah, it's and either one of you can force neither one of you can force your own um you know vote don't vote on each other either neither so it's kind of just a weird uh, Yeah and and, and that's it, and like I was saying if if it's a matter of is this a waste of time sure that's a that's a valid argument and we can go ahead and just disagree because that's like you know vanilla versus chocolate yeah. But if if you're saying it's immoral to vote, that's not vanilla versus chocolate. That's lovemaking versus rape. And we can't just agree to disagree on morality. Well, I choose chocolate, by the way. But thanks, <laughs> So what do you propose? Everyone just go out on their own and I propose and that we speak them. I propose that we reach the point where every single relationship is voluntary. Yeah, um, I like that. Every, so I can voluntarily yes. decide to kill you and take your property? Well, you can do that well, already anyway. With did, I from anybody else. did I don't opt me, into that? Because argument. if you can do that anyway, if that I gave you permission to do that, then that's fine. That's euthanasia uh, and a will if I'm doing it voluntarily. Right, hang on. You're describing a dystopian future of death and destruction. You've given up on humanity. It's outrageous. We're already we in a dystopian a future of death and, and destruction. That's a fact. I'm not uh, no, describing not a dystopian right future. I'm driving peacefully from one end of the country to the other using gasoline I purchased with a truck I rented to move people from one end to the other so we can all be closer together as family. I'm not driving through a dystopia that's dark, all right? However, if people um, reject the idea of limited government and reject the idea of a society with some sort of guardrails, then we will not be able to have that sort of freedom. So at any time, a man with a badge may pull you over and order you to give his organization money or else you will face kidnapping. That's not oh, that's peace. Baloney. That's It's called baloney. a traffic ticket. You've that, never been pulled over before? Ticket. If I'm speeding and breaking the law in ways that are reckless, of course, that's well, I will get arrested. But if I'm driving a little over the speed limit, yes, I'm going to get a ticket. That's a risk I took hitting on the highway. Yeah, and that's I mean, you, absurd. You the most extreme, ridiculous examples. No, we're exist. just telling you what the reality is. If you don't pay the ticket, no, what you're what happens me your to you? Dark fantasy that doesn't exist. You're, you're the one who brought up murdering somebody. Is when it, we talk, is it fantasy no, to say? Not. Is it fantasy I to say? Not. Excuse me, caller. Is it fantasy to say that the United States government is the largest empire the planet Earth has ever seen? It is not a empire. It is not the largest empire. Define empire. Foreign outposts. How do you yeah, define in, in empire? What, in what empire. sense is this not an empire? You're trying to change the subject because you lost the argument on domestic governance. I've put it off for a really long time trying to go back to like the, the founding, um, the founding of this country, and the time my 
excuse me, immediately before, immediately after that, and the uh, you know the, the revolution and all that, and find out how much of they, these like these stories are really popular, especially with conservatives, and just taught in schools in general, and these these founding how how accurate these founding myths are. Um, so again, uh, like I've said before, I want to plug a podcast you guys run on, on LRN, the uh, uh, Dangerous History podcast. Um, and uh, the guy that runs that podcast, great guy, history teacher, and he does a great history lesson on his podcast. Yeah, CJ's um, great. Yeah, Prof, yeah, Prof CJ, great guy. Um, and everybody should check that out. So he did like a five-part series on this, and um, I was really, I learned so, so much. I was a five-part really series on the founding of the United States? Yeah, yeah, the entire period from the French and Indian, into the French and Indian Wars to uh, the end of the uh, Revolution. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a real mixed bag. Like, yeah, even the Constitution and, and the, the, the final result of the revolution and always the Constitution and everything, it was forward-thinking and different compared to the rest of the governments in the world at that time. But it wasn't quite exactly the uh, freedom-loving, you know, small government, hands-off, you know, uh, lock-in property kind of, a liberty-oriented thing that well, no, I they think started well, violating it, it right out the gate. It was sold to the people as that. Mm-hmm. Like if you if it you was. see the the arguments of the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists, even the Federalists, which were the big government guys, even they sold it to the people as this little tiny limited government. The economic freedom rankings of the world are in for the year 2020. Now, those that are confused, 2022. Uh, it takes a couple of years for them to crunch the numbers, you know, these studies. Basically, uh, the Fraser Institute here, which we're going to get into. Captain, you brought this up tonight. I, I did. didn't even know it had happened. I, I do enjoy hearing about these numbers when they come out. We've been covering them for years uh, here on Free Talk Live. And it's been a long time since the United States has been in the top five, if I recall correctly. It's dropped another position to number seven on this particular chart. But we'll we'll get a little deeper into that. But essentially, it takes some time because this is a study. It's what they call a meta study. So it's a study that looks at other studies' data. So they gather right. data from all around the planet. They gather all kinds of different categories that they look at, different areas of economic freedom, everything from property rights to you know how bad are the courts and you know how do they affect the marketplace. Just all kinds of different calculations go into play. They usually publish like a 400-page-long PDF that you can dig through. Obviously, we're just going to scrape the surface of it here and look at what has changed what has happened how did covid affect some of these numbers i mean we saw in 2020 the entire world it seemed like was coming together in total tyranny enacting very similar restrictions no matter how bad or how supposedly tyrannical the country it was whether it be the u.s which is purportedly more free than the rest of the world we saw the similar restrictions from the same exact playbook being implemented all over the place and as a result Economic freedom of the world is down. Everything in the top 40 is down from where they were uh, previously. Their scores uh, are down from just the year prior to that. So no surprise to like people like us. No, we, well, we figured it was coming. Wasn't there a couple of countries that didn't uh, enact all of the just absolute you know, tyrannical police state? Uh, there were. Yeah, like uh, what, Sweden and... Uh, Belarus. Belarus, right. Belarus, wasn't there, which, like, was it the Netherlands or... So I'm, I'm wondering Belarus, if that... it did go up. I'm looking here. They're number 83, so, you know, they're not great, but they're up whatever they were last year. 
probably a point or two or something yeah. like that. Uh, so, uh, Captain, lead us into this story here. What's going well, on? Yeah, uh, you've sort of touched on a lot of the the lead into this, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'm just going to jump in a couple paragraphs down. This is from AIER.org, if you want to go look it up yourself. Uh, many will be surprised that the United States is not at the top of the list of most free countries. In 2020, the U.S. was seventh behind Hong Kong, Singapore, Switzerland, New Zealand, Denmark, and Australia. And while seventh in the world is nothing to sneeze at, the U.S. trajectory has been downward for quite some time, if only moderately so. In 1980 and 1990, the U.S. was the second economically freest nation in the world. In 2000, it was third. In 2010 and 2015, it was fifth and sixth. And by 2020, Mm. it was seventh. But that only tells part of the story. When we look at rankings... Uh, or ratings rather than rankings, that's when things get interesting. While the United States has been kicking around in the top 10, even if falling for decades, it is not doing all that well when compared to itself over time. Mm. Perhaps the most telling fact of all is that our elected officials and policymakers haven't a clue on how to reverse these trends. Indeed, they're still feeding them. So where is all this going? Well, 2021 is a full year of COVID lockdowns, So you can pretty well bet that that data will be worse. We will know then, though, if 2022 shows a reversal of the decline, assuming that the present trends do not continue to compound the problem that the COVID lockdown started. The real question now is whether we have learned any lessons about economic freedom in the lockdowns. These new data points provide us an unwelcome warning of what happens when the power of government becomes unmoored from any restraint. But the trend May yet be reversible. Uh, I was right. Uh, I was picking a number, and I said less than a bill or less than a uh, trillion dollars. It was nine hundred and eight billion dollars in national debt in nineteen eighty, and it's now over thirty trillion. Yeah. So you that's uh, insane. The, the article there was saying they don't know how to reverse this. Well, oh, they know. Uh, they're unwilling, apparently. Yeah. Now that would be or the or they just go. Uh, uh, I don't know Elect how we me. got so unfree. I just don't know how to how to make us more free. Elect me for another four years, and I will look into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will put a committee together, and don't worry, I will only tax you through printing more money to put my committee together to discover why we have become less economically free. Oh, we figured out how to do it. We we think we know how to become more economically free. Print more money? We're we're going to need to raise taxes a little bit in order to implement this program to reduce the level of economic imposition that we put on you. <laughs> nah, By the way, they don't increase taxes. That's too unpopular. They just print more print money, money, which yeah. does the exact same thing. Uh, let's just go through the top uh, 10 here. It's always okay. fun to see where these uh, countries are ranked. And again, all of the top 10, quote unquote, most free countries on the planet, according to the Fraser Institute, every single one of them has reduced its score. So even though Hong Kong is still number one, amazingly, even with the China takeover in Hong Kong, I mean, it's not a personally free place, but apparently they've still kept some of the economic freedom there. Remember, they're not ranking your uh, freedom to speak here. And you said we went back to our rating in the uh, Carter administration? Yes. Because I always think of the 80s as, like, when America really got rich. Really? Because, I mean, like, you know, I mean, uh, as as far as the recent era goes, I mean, that was, you know, everyone was about business and money and the stocks. And, oh, we're going back to before then. Mm. Great. I mean, the only thing I really remember being, you know... Uh, of abundance and available everywhere in the 80s was cocaine. 
seem to be. Well, if you're super like, rich, because you know, you it helps that, you right? do more business. I mean, you know, just being into rock and roll and that kind of thing, like that was the drug that sort of overtook the mm-hmm. the rock and roll. Uh, what do you want to call it? Subculture. It was notorious within the radio industry as well yeah. that the record promoters would come in and do cocaine with the program directors <laughs> to get their records on the air. Basically, <laughs> that was wow. That was a thing uh, back then. So uh, we're looking at the bottom part of the list because you know oh, yeah. we're gonna look at the top ten. We might as well look at the lower ten. Now it is important to point out here that this isn't a complete list because there's certain places where you just cannot get numbers. So North Korea, for instance, is a complete status hellhole they are not very public with anything there and even if they did put out numbers you couldn't trust them because <laughs> it would be the government's numbers right yeah so you can the, trust us what's we the, wouldn't ever lie about ourselves also kim jong-un does not uh, possess an anus because he is just a superior person right, he doesn't poop <laughs> exactly uh, what's the the micronation on the platform outside of the uh, oh sea lab sea land no, yeah, yeah i bet you they're pretty economically free yeah, because there's like one guy that lives there. <laughs> Economic rating, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, and actually, that is something else they don't do is they don't rate countries under a certain population. So I've heard, for instance, Liechtenstein has gotten a lot of um, publicity in the libertarian circles for having a relatively libertarian prince or yeah. something like that. And that it's a- not just relatively libertarian. So uh, the, so their monarch at this point uh, was voted down in his attempt to allow individual cities to secede from the Liechtenstein if they felt like it. They're like, no, we need whole counties or their equivalent of counties. Mm -hmm. Like, no, it has to be an entire region if we're going to secede. We can't just have have a single city secede from the country. So he was too libertarian for his own people. people. Unfortunately, with the educational level that America's youth appear to be achieving... Uh, it doesn't look very bright for the future of any kind of freedom here in the U.S. Somebody posted a video to Twitter today, and I want to give credit to the because these things kind of get posted and reposted. But I want to give credit to the original content producer, which is a YouTube channel called Flecka's Talks. F L E C C A S. Then the word talks. Fleckas Talks. They do a bunch of these. I'm only going to play like two minutes here. Yeah. It's man-on-the-street interviews, in this case taking place in what appears to be Times Square. Um, they're talking to New York. I don't know if yeah, it's Times Square, so you're going to talk to people from all over the planet, but they're talking to people from you know wherever. Mostly it looks like U.S. There's not any heavy accents or anything like that. Uh, and they're asking these young people who probably aren't any older than 20, 24 or 25 yeah. years old, probably more closer to 20. Asking some of the most basic questions you could possibly ask a human being. Let me just jump into this audio here uh, from Flecka's or Flecka's talks. From originally, he's asking her a question, and I'm sorry. Um, I definitely don't know. No, give me give me your best guess. I guess a country. Mm. I probably I'm sorry. I forget what the actual (laughs) question was. The first question was there. I think it was um, uh, from whom did the U.S. Um, no. I definitely That's don't know. Like, give, me, give me your best guess. I guess a country. Mm. What is a country again? What is you know a country what country again? the Panama Canal is in? That was it. Okay. No. If you had to guess, like, what do you think it sounds like it's in? Guess a country. Yep. Yes. Do you know how many moons? He says yes, by the way, to, <laughs> to all of their answers. <laughs> uh, but wow. Do you know how many moons the Earth has? Around how many, if you had to guess? Around how many? 
Jason? Yes. Do you know what time this is? He's showing a clock that shows about, I think, 2.50 or something like that. So there's actually a secret moon on the other side of the moon. And just like you've never seen the dark side of the moon where the moon base is, you haven't seen Earth's other moon. Actually, there's only one moon. The other one's the Death Star that the Empire is building. <laughs> you mean that's no moon? That's no moon. It's a space station! Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five. He gets it wrong. He's so he's looking at a uh, clock that with the hands on it, and the guy's showing him Ooh, a, a time, analog. and he's asking him what time is this showing, and he just gets it wrong. Going on, uh, two forty-five. Yes. Do you know what country the Great Wall of China is in? Country? Yeah. If you had to guess. Japanese. Yes. It you is in the country of Japanese. That's that's a fact. <laughs> no. Great Wall of China located <laughs> well, in the country of Japanese. I mean, Ian, what, what, what's a country? They don't know. These people do not know. Then again, what is a country? Well, it is an idea. That is certainly uh, <laughs> certainly true. Now you're going way beyond what <laughs> it is. an abstract human construct. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what the third month of each year is? Ain't that leap year or something? Yeah. Do you know what 15% of 100 is? Even he has trouble saying yes. It's tough. That is the one time that he has trouble saying yes. It is brutal. The number of high school graduates mm-hmm. who are functionally illiterate is 20%. So one in five. Uh-huh. Right. One in five people who graduate from right. high school. One of these people in one of these videos is literally wearing a graduation gown. You know, another one claims they graduated from college. If I didn't know better, I would say that someone somewhere put the job of educating people in the hands of someone else who gets more money by educating people less. I don't know if but that's that what would their be insane. I mean, I don't know if that's their intention. Hmm? Do you think I don't believe that the teachers most of them at the school are intending to fail at education. No, but they're I, I they're following the authority, right? Yes. They're just going, oh, well, the school board says that we must implement this particular curriculum and right. get our our scores up from where they were last year. Otherwise, we'll get less money. And so we got to right. do these things. And the the net result, though, is dumber people. Yeah, I mean, even so, number one, you you honestly just don't get the very best people when it comes to public education, nope. especially. Uh, number two, even those people absolutely are hamstrung at the uh, at the prospect of educating people right. by the system. Exactly. Yeah. So even if you even if you did get the best people uh, trying to educate people, there's no way they can do it when their curriculum is determined by a system that gets rewarded for failure. Because you get the, you, they get paid more. The system brings right. in more money if they can say they are failing. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. The the the, the incentives are wrong. Yes, right. the Department of Education gets more government support when it says, "Oh no, we're not keeping up with X Y Z country." 
then they get more money. Mm-hmm. And they keep doing that over and over and over again, and the results never go up. And mm-hmm. there's no way to incentivize them differently beyond changing the system somehow. You cannot, by simply saying, oh, I want to go somewhere else. I'll take my business somewhere else. You could do that. In most states, you are allowed to take your kids out of government schools and homeschool them or uh, you know, send them to a private school or unschool them. Not without them being considered a radical. You're not allowed to raise your own children. Well, in some states, it's worse than, than others. There was one question that they did bring up that wasn't in the two minutes that I played, but there was one that kept coming up in some of the other videos, and it was asking these young people how many dimes are in a dollar. And, of course, they didn't get the question right. They could not comprehend. Uh, The various answers were ridiculous and quite entertaining. But it really kind of brought up something that was... About $100. uh, I think somebody actually did say that one, or 100 was uh, the answer to one person. But it brought up uh, what I thought was a really interesting point that the guy from Goldback, there was a gentleman who was at, uh, in New Hampshire a couple months ago at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. He was one of the, uh, the the guys that came from Utah to rep the Goldback, which is, for listeners that don't know, an actual spendable form of gold. It's it is pretty great. a beautiful currency uh, that allows you to spend as small of a denomination as one one-thousandth of an ounce of gold. So roughly... They go for about four bucks yeah. on the market right now. So you've I never think been it's going to replace silver in the future. You've never been able to do this before. With I mean, the, the reason that silver caught on as sort of the everyday currency is because of the difficulty of dividing gold Correct. into small enough quantities right. that you can actually use it for everyday purchases, yeah. which this now. does. Yeah, and so the Goldback is an amazing product, and I'm, I'm so gr- uh, glad they came to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. They actually gave him uh, a, f- a full speeching, you know, speechifying thing on on the stage. So he had a 50-minute slot, and he got up there, and he talked about the Goldback and, you know, monetary freedom. And there was one really interesting point that he made about—now, look, he's not against crypto. In right. fact, it was a very positive towards crypto, generally, speech. I think he agrees that crypto and Goldbacks can work well together. They're kind of complementary in, uh, in a lot of ways. But there was one critique that he had— had i thought was really interesting of things like crypto or credit cards and debit cards this sort of cashless society concept that a lot of these young people have been brought up in this world where many of them may not know how many dimes there are in a dollar because they've never used them right they have zero experience with this and so the point he was making is dimes man you can't get a dime for a dollar that'll cost you (laughs) at least oh Oh, <laughs> yeah. If, oh. if my math is correct, it costs you ten dollars to buy a dime. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and Bonnie actually pointed out that apparently the word "dime" is also uh, slang for a pretty person, right? So, like, they're a dime, a meaning they're a ten, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that might have also have confused them. Also, but, too, there was uh, the term uh, meaning that you were going to call the cops on somebody. Uh, drop, drop a dime. dime. They probably right. wouldn't know that one though. That's an older right. uh, slang. So anyway, the point that he was making, one of the points in his speech was having these electronic forms of currency where you just put a card in a box on a counter and then you get food. Mm -hmm. To a child, it looks like magic, right? Like, oh, that's what you do to get food. That's what you do to buy things at the the store. You just get things for putting this card in the box. I knew a, a teacher in Yuma, Arizona, who explained one reason why so many people fail but still pass. They would encourage their students to do their classwork, and there was a large, uh, more than a few, I wouldn't say all of them, but more than a few that would say, well, it's not worth my time to do your assignments all year because I can just take summer school and have full credit for your whole course by passing a few easy assignments in a month. So, no, I'm going to hang out with my friends and have fun. 
And mm. uh, it definitely took that teacher down a few notches. <laughs> um, definitely disincentivized some some uh, trying hard on that on that class. Yeah, and, and what uh, does that say about the school system, right? Because the school system is the one providing this you know, uh, method that the children can just go, oh, well, if I just do this, it all works out. Why don't I take the easy way out? The the other problem, too, is that we provide so much theoretical knowledge without showing the practicality of it. I remember struggling with chemistry constantly mm-hmm. because it was the draw the little molecule and how the molecule fits together. And I'm like, yeah, I do not understand this. Like, I get it's it's very abstract. You know, it was one thing when they'd actually have us do an experiment, but to just sit there every day and try to memorize stuff that was so abstract and try to fit it with the experiment. There was like this gap there. If here's what happens in real time and here's what it looks like under an electron microscope, but how do you synthesize those two things together? It was well, very difficult. It was. I would so say this is by design. I mean, it's uh, uh, similar to the, the captain's comment on, uh, on I think, government uh, in general. But, like, if you see a system that always has the same output, then you might think that it was designed for that output. Now, mm-hmm. we see this system of education, and what does it do? It makes people hate knowing things. Yes. It makes people hate learning. Even makes, when I was in school, being dumb was cool, right? Remember right, that? Right. Yeah. Uh, being dumb is cool and and like actually knowing things like the the process of learning is a naturally enjoyable process sure there's some difficulty but like when you get it there is a natural dopamine rush Mm -hmm. and it is it, it is difficult to overcome that but you can given enough repetition pavlovian style you can train people that every time they learn a thing they associate it with this horrible horrible thing Mm -hmm. and that's what the (laughs) education system does i mean chemistry's cool you could be having them like mix beakers and like oh look it does this and oh look it does that and like get them involved in like why this would be worth knowing you just listened to the new extended free talk live daily digest We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.